Welcome back to I'd Rather Be at the Beach, brought to you by me, I'm Simon, and I run the Bonjour Agency. Now, if you work in an independent school, then this is the podcast for you where we don't talk about work, but instead we do talk to the people who work in the independent school sector. Now, I've been looking forward to this episode coming out because many of you listening to this right now will remember when Jeff Ram came to speak at the AMKIS conference, thank you, Tori, back in 20-something, 2016, 2015, Now, Jeff is a keynote speaker. He flies all around the world talking to people about, amongst other things, some of the really effective marketing nuggets he's collected on his journey. Now, if you didn't come to that conference, then you're still going to love this episode because Jeff is a lovable northern guy. He's a Geordie too, which makes him even more lovable. And the stories he tells on this recording are excellent. But let's get this intro out of the way. Instead, come with me right now as we hear from the man himself. It's Jeff Ram. Jeff, thank you for being here and welcome to I'd Rather Be at the Beach. How are you doing today? I'm very well on the beach here, Simon. I'm uh, <laughs> lathering myself up. Uh, I've got some music on and um, yes, I'm, I'm enjoying the view. Thank you. <laughs> what a beautiful sight. If only we were actually on the beach <laughs> doing this as a real on the beach episode. In fact, maybe one time I should record an episode of I'd Rather Be at the Beach actually on the beach. A special yeah, like a, a Christmas special. Yeah, well, maybe not Christmas, well, depending on which country I'm in for the Christmas special. Australia, yeah. obviously, yes. <laughs> now, Jeff, you and I first met at the AMKIS conference way back in, I'm not sure what year it was, probably about what, five, six years ago, something like that. You were the keynote speaker, weren't you? I was. I remember that event very well. I remember, I'll tell you what I remember from, I, I remember the, the exhibition because they, they're a wonderful client. I love working with the team and they brought me in and I remember the event itself. All the exhibitors were inside the room, which is always, I always think it's a great opportunity missed when we put them in a separate room. It's like you go in there, you see people, you know, during the break for 12 minutes and then at lunch for 50 minutes. But everybody was in the same room. So there was the, the stage, the seating, but the exhibitions were, and I always remember I, I walked in and I'm setting up with the AV team. And I saw this commotion, this like sort of queue around this exhibition stand. And I just I just said, uh, I said to somebody walking past, I said, oh, what's what's going on over there? Oh, we're just collecting our our chocolate. Oh, I know where you're going with this. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean chocolate? <laughs> oh, well, da, 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 da. and I went, what? So I got in the queue. Obviously, I couldn't get any chocolate, but I got in the queue. I met the guy called Simon from... Was it hello or bonjour? I can't remember what it was. Um, bonjour, no. <laughs> and um, of course, that's how we first met. So just at the event, the room layout was great. The clients loved it, all of us. The thing that I re- really remember from that is is yourself and what you did. And for, for the listeners who are unaware, you emailed everybody to say, hi, Simon here. Can't wait to see you at the Amkis event. da 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 Oh, by the way, you know, I look forward to seeing you at the exhibition. Come, in, come over and say hello. By the way, what's your favourite chocolate? And that was the question you used. And it was so it was so left field. It was, so, it was wonderful marketing, but also a great customer experience. And of course, people were emailing back saying, well, I like this chocolate. I like that chocolate. But you had wrapped them up, had them in a lovely box with a little bottle, bottle of wine. I remember that one. And of course, people... We're coming to your stand, meeting you, seeing all the wonderful, great things that you did for, for schools. Uh, and I just thought, how wonderful is that? I took your photograph I uh, and I wrote about it, as you know, in, in one of my books, one of my earlier books. I remember. So, I remember um, seeing o- OMG, wasn't it? OMG Marketing, was that right? It was. It was back in the day. So, 
yeah, that's how we first met. And uh, I will congratulate you again, sir, because, um, and I talk about, I very rarely talk about OMG nowadays, very rare that I do so, but I, I always talk about it. I always talk about it. I say, you know, how, how do you get people to your stand? How do you attract business to your business? How would you attract business to a school? How do you attract your business? It was a wonderful technique. So uh, yeah, well done. Oh, well, thank you very much. I'm smiling that you mentioned that. I'm feeling slightly embarrassed as well, but, <laughs> but, but that's all great. And I was glad to meet you there. Now, some people, when they speak at an event as a keynote speaker, it's because they do something in life and then they become a speaker as a result of that thing that they've done. Um, and it's like they're still doing that at the same time. It, it strikes me, forgive me if I'm wrong, but are you are you a full-time speaker? Is that what you do for a living? This is me, jeffram.com. Where are we at now? We're, we're March 20, almost into March 2023. Mm -hmm. So I've been, I've had my own business for 21 years. Mm -hmm. um, the first five years as a consultant, 95% of my business in the Northeast of England was as a consultant. And I was working on a one-to-one -one basis with businesses of all shapes and sizes and sectors mm -hmm. on their marketing, but also their customer service, because those are my two topics. And, um, at the time, I was 95% consultant, 5% speaker. And when I say speaker, I mean in the loosest term. So I was I was doing little things. I was doing stuff for the Chamber of Commerce. Business Link. Remember Business Link? Oh, yes. Yeah, I do. Barclays. It, it, pretty much based in the northeast of England. Carlisle was my furthest route uh, of, of speaking in those, in those first few years. And um, I sat down with my wife on Christmas, sort of five, six years into the business, and I was exhausted, Simon. I was exhausted because when you run your own business and you, you, you say you say no to nothing, you say yes to everything because uh, you don't know where the next thing is going to come from. And I was just wiped out. I was exhausted. I don't want to hire people. I don't want to take on staff. I don't want a big office. I don't want to have that type of uh, business. But I was sat down and my wife said, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? What do you want to do with the rest of your career? Because you can't keep doing this at this level. And I said, I'd love to do more of that speaking stuff. you know. And I wonder genuinely wonder if there's a if there's a path if there's a route if there's a whatever there is 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 it viable that i can do this permanently full-time stuff you know and, and no consultancy just speaking as i sit with you now on this wonderful podcast i've been a professional speaker now for 15 years 100 percent of my work is keynote speaking and if somebody told me 21 years ago and certainly you know 15 16 years ago You'll have spoken in, what, 49 different countries, written four books, soon to be five, um, and working with and delivering for some of the most amazing brands. I, I, I would have said they were crazy. So it's, it's I love it. I love it daily. Uh, I love everything about the world of speaking as well, because people say, oh, you must love being on the stage and, you know, and afterwards. And it's like, yeah, that's good. But I love the, I love the booking. I love the, that contract signed. I loved or booking my my train, my plane, getting in the car, mm -hmm. going the night before, meeting people, meeting you, meeting the client and the AV team. And there's a whole, you know, on the train back from an event and you, you're sort of responding to tweets and Instagram posts. And I just think the whole industry for me, I, I just love it a bit. And you've seen me um, a few times now, but, you know, I, I share real life stories, stories about people. And it's all you know, 100% original content as well. And it's real. And that's what audiences love. Now, I deliver it, hopefully, in a passionate, enthusiastic way. But 
I like to have a lot of fun with it as well. You know, like life's too short. So, you know, so I loved it. And, and you know what? I'm, uh, yeah, I, I think that's your quick potted history. But that is me, 100% speaker. I have been for a long time now. And um, it's funny, you know, every week, every 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 other day, you see something, I, I, I come across somebody, something, and I'll capture that. And that becomes future content. It becomes future content. And that's what really... I'm not going to say inspires. I think we get inspired by seeing the people delivering them. But that's what really engages and connects with an audience. That realism. It's like, oh, we know somebody like that. Or I used to do something like that. And there's a real added connection with the audience, which is which is wonderful. Now, you always seem to have this really high level of confidence when you're on stage. Tell me, though, do your internal feelings always match that exterior confidence when you're speaking? Oh, next question. Can, can I have one on sport? <laughs> One on sport. I suppose. Yeah, I mean, look, you're confident that you can go into an organisation and capture incredible imagery and create that, you know, that masterpiece on, on canvas, on, on, on a screen. I'm confident that, you know, from the briefing call with a client, I can deliver the stories. And by the way, I've got over 500 of them. Wow. I don't have a one-size-fits-all keynote. So I start off with a blank canvas and I add the stories that I think will resonate most with your theme, your sector, your your audience, mm. because it's got to be about value. You've got to listen to somebody for 40 minutes, an hour, even longer, and think, brilliant, I enjoyed it, I smiled, I laughed, flip a neck, I've got three of those ideas I'm going to do tomorrow. Mm. So that's huge. Now, in order for, you to, for me to create that from the briefing, yes, I'm confident that I've chosen the right content and the stories and the techniques and the ideas for that conference tomorrow, for example. But when I'm at the event, yeah, I'm, I, there's, I think we all have a, a degree of confidence, but I, I'm always apprehensive. I'm always apprehensive before I go on when the, when the, when the MC and the host is reading out my bio. Yes, I mean, it, it, there's a nervous excitement to it all, but I'm apprehensive. I want to do well and I want to get my first line out. And that's, that's always the thing. Just get started. Get started. You know, it's not about you don't win a hundred meters race in the first ten meters, but you can you just make a good start, and you 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 know you can, you can end it well. So I want to get my first line out. So I think we we all have that degree of confidence because we know what we're talking about, and we know that in terms of what we have can help the audience. Okay, um, so it's not being big headed, but because of the briefing calls and because of the research I've done, I'm more well equipped to go into that hour with the content that I know will resonate. So that that's that so that gives you that gives us the confidence. Tell you one I'll tell you one quick story. This story will be two hours long. People say, do you get nervous? And I say no, but I I, I get apprehensive. But I suppose the biggest the biggest area of nerves that I've ever come across, I spoke in Dallas a few years ago, live at a live event in Dallas. And there was two thousand people in the audience, which wasn't isn't hasn't been my biggest audience. But the audience members, Simon, were professional speakers. No. No. <laughs> okay. It's like, okay. Yeah, do, do you know what? If you're good or great, you're supposed to be. And if you're not, oh, my God. So, uh, and it was, so it was in Dallas, 2,000 speakers. And I remember... I remember getting ready. I remember, I remember you're going up to my room. I was on in sort of an hour and a half. Uh, I was doing some stuff with the, with the slides and blah, 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 you know, all the rest of it. And I was just getting ready. And this dark cloud 
you could see it. There wasn't, by the way, there was no clouds in the sky in Dallas. Um, this dark cloud just came at the room and just went, you can go away. You can go. And it was just, it was just nerves. I went, oh my God, this is really happening. And um, I never drank so much water. Um, I never drank so much. And it was just a real, and all I could say was to myself, get the first line out. Mm. Mm. Get that first line out. Um, that talk that I've just mentioned in Dallas, because I thought, I don't mind doing this. And it's unedited, right? And it was 20 minutes. It was literally like a, a TED-style talk. That 20 minutes, I've cut it into two, there's two 10-minute segments, is on my website and on my YouTube. It's called, you know, How Celebrity Service Began and also the story, the Hamleys Experience story. Mm-hmm. So I all, all I had to do for that 20 minutes was explain and deliver the, the interactive part of celebrity service and how it all became, and then the Hamley story with with my daughter, and um, it's the most nerve wracking I've ever been because of the the people in the room. And I'm guessing that these are stories that you had told before, but you hadn't told them to these people, of course. And so now, exactly, you've got an yeah. audience which is going to be judging you in a more critical way, I guess, than any other audience you've ever spoken to. Exactly, I suppose Elton John has has done my song, you know, a billion times, but if he does it in front of you know, the queen, you know, the king, the prince, the princess. It's like, ooh, there's the pressure. Mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> it's so, yeah, it was really interesting one. But, uh, oh, look, I, I loved it. And um, I, I was glad when it glad when it finished. And, and funnily enough, I've got to, I'll quickly tell you this, because it's funny how things happen in the world, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We meet at an event and then here we are years later. I remember coming off stage and I was uh, it was mobbed. It was it was it was crazy. It was mobbed. Oh great! But your pat, pats on back and the Americans were like all the rest of it. And there was so many stories happened in the in the next hour. But I got a a Facebook Messenger message right on my phone, and it says, uh, "Hi there, Jeff. My name is such and such. Can you call me? Um, I am from from Forbes magazine." I was like. You know, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've I've won millions from the Nigerian princes. We all get emails from you. It's it's it's, it's wonderful. It's brilliant. And I just replied back, going, "Yeah, yeah, no bother." In my jolly text and type thing, and um, yeah, no bother. And uh, yeah, anytime. And he said, "No, no." And the, the message came back straight away. No, no. I'm I was in the audience in Dallas. I would oh. love to buy you a drink. And and yeah. I would love to interview you for Forbes uh, magazine. No. So I was like, oh, for, for God's sake. So I put my cider down at the bar and I just went, uh, uh, yes, that'll, that'll be lovely. And we met <laughs> the next day mm-hmm. and I had this wonderful uh, article. I think I've had a couple, I've been mentioned two or three times in Forbes, which is bizarre, just bizarre. You know, when you start when you start your own business, it's quite Forbes magazine. And um, yeah, they, they called me a game changer in the world of sort of customer service. And Wow. What a three words that was. So, um, yes, answer your question 54 minutes ago. Confident, yes. Apprehensive, yes. Get that first line out. Have the content that you know because of the research and the, the briefings that you've had is going to go or should go down really well and just go for it and deliver. And this is, this is my own little mantra, I suppose. I don't think I've ever told this to anybody. I deliver it's as if it's my last ever talk. Because sometimes, it, or, or, well, one day it's going to be. I know one day it will be, fact. yeah. 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 So deliver as if it's it's my last one on this earth and just, I, I leave nothing behind. And people say, well, it's just a talk. It's just, a, you know, you, you're one of five speakers on the program. I'm like, no, no, no. 
I want to be remembered. I want to get. I want to get my content out there. They can help people. That can really help the 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 audience. And I want the client to go. We made the right decision there. Because at the end of the day, Simon, I'm not. I'm not a famous person. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a dragon. I'm not a. I'm not been on the Apprentice. I'm not TV. You know all that type of stuff. But I'm a. I'm somebody who's got great content delivered in such a way that can really help people. So. Clearly, you've been to a lot of places, you've been to a lot of countries, and some of those places we, we all know are great places. You know, love it or hate it, America, there are some parts of America that we don't like. There are, you know, parts of America that, that everyone's going to like, for sure. But tell me about some of the other places you've been in the world, which are unexpectedly good. Iran. Ooh, wasn't expecting that one. Tell me why. Well, it was my first, in- this, is, this, is, this is madness again. This was my first international booking, Right. I went international before I went national. So I, I did Tehran and Esfahan and Karaj and, um, oh, it'll come back to me, um, before I did Birmingham, London, Manchester, Liverpool. No Brighton. way. Um, we, we <laughs> no way. So, so I, this was back in 2009, and um, it's a long story short, but, yeah, Iran, the people, the food, the culture, you can see the issues when you're there. But I came back a different person. I mm. came back a different speaker. I learned mm-hmm. so much in the week that I was there. Uh, it was on simultaneous translation. So everything that I was delivering to a thousand people in the audience was three to four seconds delay. <laughs> <laughs> so everything you say, if, if you think you've delivered a funny line, you've got to wait three seconds before it lands. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. All right? So you see, da 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 God, if they don't laugh after four seconds, you're in trouble, right? So you've got to continue. Anyhow, so Iran was stunning. I, I loved it. I went back there four consecutive years. So I, I spoke at the Advertising and Branding and Service Conference. Uh, so we did that for, for four years running. Um, Japan, uh, spoke in Kyoto. That was that was stunning. Australia, I've done a, a, a lot. South Africa, absolutely wonderful. So South Africa, one of my favourite places is a place called the Drakensberg, which makes... The Lake District looked like a cesspit. It's incredible, right? It's it's amazing. So, lots of different, oh, lots of different places. I do you know what Stockholm, one of my favourite uh, cities to to have ever spoken in. Um, all over Europe, uh, Latvia and oh, Estonia was was wonderful in Tallinn. Um, still, people think I'm crazy for this. I love going to Scotland. Really? What is it about Scotland you like? I mean, nothing at all well, against yeah. Scotland, but you, you know. know, it's it's yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag backlash for Simon coming in here. <laughs> no haggis for you. I don't just there's a I feel really at home there. I feel really at home there. And whether it's Edinburgh, Glasgow, Fife, Dunblane, I just love it. Don't know what it is. Don't know what it is, but getting on the train and, and I'm in the northeast of England, it's only an hour and a half up to Edinburgh. But I, I love Edinburgh, I love Glasgow. There's a I don't know. I, I feel very very much at home there, but Every time I get on a plane, train, get in the car, I pinch myself. And I still do it to this day. You know, somebody on the other side of the world, somebody wherever wants and it, what has booked me to go and they want my material for their audience, for their teams, for their school, for their organisation. And it's such a wonderful feeling. And, of course, every time I'm on a train or a plane, and when you, I don't know if you're like this yourself, you know when you go on holiday, that's when all your ideas come. Because your, your mind and your brain just goes, ooh, relaxed. 
And I always find as soon as I'm on a plane, I can I can I can write and write and write. Ideas just just seem to flow. It's a it's a it's a funny thing. And of course, every place I go, I will invariably pick up a great piece of marketing or a great wonderful piece of service experience. I'll take a photograph, I'll record a video, I'll write about it, I'll blog about it. And of course it's content in my future books. And it's cut so it's it's that real life that I'm always constantly have my eyes and ears open to and aware of. I'm a nightmare on holiday. Mm-hmm. I'm a nightmare because <laughs> the kids and Haley, they were like, for God's sake, what's he doing now? This time on which Elliot, who uh, Elliot's what now is 10, you know, this, I'll, I'll talk to somebody in a shop or talk to somebody somewhere. And as soon as we walk out, Elliot turns to me and says, he's going to be in your next talk. Isn't he? <laughs> so the kids have been rumbled, Simon, I've been rumbled. I'm like, oh, maybe he's, maybe he's. But um, yeah, I think of all the places I've been to, I just, I do love them all. There's not many speakers actually enjoy the whole kit and caboodle experience. I love it. I love choosing my seat. I love, you know, watching a movie or, yeah, there's delays and there's stuff and this stuff happens, but invariably stories will come from that. Mm. And I'm I'm like, I'm like this story magnet when, when we travel. So, um, yeah, I've, I've, I just, I, I never want to retire. I think that's, oh, that's, that's fantastic. the key. I, um, somebody said to me when, What's your exit strategy for the business? And I said, it's a box. <laughs> that they carry you away in, yeah. It's a six-foot-something box that they lower <laughs> into the ground. Um, but that's that's actually true. I mean, God, nobody's going nobody's gonna to take over jeffram.com website, are they? But, yeah, the business will, will live and die with me. And um, I just, I just want to have as many experiences as possible. Yeah. It's it's wonderful, fantastic. It's it's an amazing business model as well. I, I love this idea of of traveling, and while you're traveling, you're hoovering up these new stories that become content for future bookings. And then when you're on those future bookings, of course, you're traveling and you're hoovering up more stories for the future. Totally, and it's you know you, you can go to a restaurant, you know, and we all the, the thing is okay. We all we all do this. So everybody listening on the podcast right now, we all do this, right? We go to the restaurant, uh, we receive shocking service, and it's terrible. And you you might you might you know, rant and rave on social media. I get that. You might receive brilliant service and you'll take a photograph or you'll, you'll post or you'll, whatever you'll do. But there's so many things that you'll see on a, on a daily, weekly basis, okay? How many of us, Simon, actually go on to use this? Think of the wonderful professionals right now listening to this podcast. When you, re- when you receive that amazing piece of service from the airline, from the postman, from the, the restaurant, from the whoever it may be, can you take that into your school on Monday and have a discussion about it and say, how can we develop this? I saw this idea at such and such. Uh, we could do this on, on sort of opening night uh, when, you know, for, for schools. We could do this when, when we come back from Easter. How many of us actually use this? Because I do believe we go around seeing things, but I don't think we take them in. I don't think we take them in and say, how could we use this? Because I have a, a big telltale sign on, on what, what goes in my books and what goes in my keynote talks. If that person or that experience has made me laugh, has sort of raised my eyebrows, has, has, has got me thinking, has made me cry, then it's got me emotionally. And if I can channel that emotion and that story, that's powerful for the audience listening to it. But how many of us do this for our own organization, our own school, our own business? Take that idea, bring it into the team. And that's a 
I suppose that's a big part of what I do. Yes, I'm a keynote speaker, but I also run interactive sessions as well with teams, how you actually develop your own ideas to create a greater experience. And um, yeah, so it's, it's, it can be very powerful, but seldom few people do it. Maybe that's, maybe that's the niche as well as speaking. Who knows? Jeff, I'm keeping an eye on time. Uh, I should probably bring this to a close. No, keep going. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> All right. So if anyone's listening to this, wants to find out more about Jeff Ram, where should they go? Jeffram.com, is it? Yeah, go to the mothership, jeffram.com. That's G-E-O-F-F-R-A-M-M.com. Uh, the usual outlets, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all those wonderful things. Oh, and um, check out YouTube as well. If you want to subscribe to YouTube, um, I have over oh, what, 80, 90 videos on there. Great examples of wonderful service experiences that you can tap into for your teams. But also you'll be able to see some of the stories that I, that I tell on stage, including that infamous um, dark cloud moment in Dallas when the nerves definitely arrived. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you can have a look at my YouTube channel. And um, if I can help anybody, then be my guest. The, my book's... Celebrity Service and Celebrity Service Superstars are on Amazon as well as on my website. So if you want more ideas, help yourself. Fantastic. Well, we'll put links to all of those in the show notes to go with this episode. But in the meantime, Jeff Ram, thank you for being here. Thank you very much. Thank you, Simon. Take care. So that was Jeff Ram, lovable northerner. You're all lovable up north, of course. We know that. But Jeff, thank you for being here and talking to us. The next pint is on me when I see you. Don't forget to check out Mr. Ram online in all those places he mentioned. Links are in the show notes. In fact, whenever I say that, it's a task for our editors to go and find those links to put them into the show notes. And remember to do that. It's very easy to forget. So a special shout out to them for doing all of that for us. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, then please do drop me a message. I'm simon at thebonjouragency.com. We make podcasts for school marketing to help connect you with your school community to drive up new inquiries for prospective parents. To find out more, check out our website, www.thebonjouragency.com or give me a call on 020-7858-2246. But in the meantime, the next episode is coming out soon. So click that option to follow or subscribe and it just means you won't miss it. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.